Will Cooley has made the New York Rangers. Brandon Othman has been sent to the Hartford Wolfpack. And Ben Harper and Johnny Brodzinski each clear waivers. All this and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 914 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And we are, of course... Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So, uh, within the past 24 hours are here, Rangers basically, uh, you know, finalizing their roster to, to start the season. And obviously, a couple of uh, last-minute moves here. You had uh, Will Cooley making the team. That's kind of the headline grabber. And certainly, we're going to talk about Will Cooley in today's episode. You also had Brandon Offen being sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. So, he'll start the season there. And quite possible we see him uh, during the season at some point. And then you also had Johnny Brodzinski, Ben Harper, both play some waivers for the purposes of sending them to the Wolfpack. I was a little bit nervous there. I like both players. I mean, look, if one of them gets claimed, is it going to like completely ruin the season for the Rangers? No, but I think they're both useful players and, uh, you know, two personal favorites of mine. So I'm glad they're still in the Rangers system and uh, they can get called back up to the Rangers on an as-needed basis. But we got to start with the man of the hour, and I say that that's Will Cooley. Uh, He came into training camp very hungry. That's the thing that really kind of stands out to me. He basically took advantage of every opportunity he got. The Rangers tended to move him around the lineup a little bit. He got some run even the top six. Uh, He ends up playing in five preseason games. Only him and Brian Offman played in five. Everybody else is four or less. So the Rangers clearly wanted to see what they had in those two players. And uh, they both look good, but Will Cooley, man, he kicked the door down, scored a couple of goals, played some very physical hockey, and obviously impressed the coaching staff. Pierre Laviolette uh, has spoken very highly of him, and Laviolette doesn't just give out compliments like it's Halloween, you know, Halloween candy or anything like that. Uh, You got to earn it, and um, clearly he did. Clearly he turned uh, some heads, got the attention of the coaching staff, and now he makes the New York Rangers. And lot to unpack here as far as Cooley and what kind of role he's going to play and uh, how long of a leash he'll have. You know, will he be in the NHL for good? Will he ever go back to the NHL? We're going to get to all that. Uh, first of all, though, I want to just kind of look at his stats from the preseason. As I mentioned, you just use the eye test. He was very impressive. But in the preseason, once again, five games, uh, the Rangers wanted to get a good long look at him. They got it. They liked what they saw, enough to give him a spot on the opening night roster. And Cooley, in those five games, two goals, one assist, three points, a plus one. He was tied with Johnny Brodzinski and Mika Zibanejad for a team-high 12 shots on goal during the preseason. Uh, Cooley could have easily ended up with more than two goals this preseason. There were a handful of opportunities where uh, he just missed. You know, a couple of uh, shots from the slot, high-danger scoring uh, areas. Uh, there was also one or two instances where uh, he was there in the crease. It's another thing you got to like about Cooley. You know, he'll go to the net. He'll set up shop there, almost like a mini Kreider. Um, you know, obviously trying to uh, create some traffic in front of the goaltender, look for maybe a deflection and uh, clean up some loose change in the crease, which he was able to do on one occasion. But there were two other times where he was right there uh, looking for that stuffing goal and just wasn't quite able to do it either. The goalie made a tough save or um, he couldn't quite elevate his shot enough. But there were, again, he, he was in the mix. And like I said, he could have ended up 
easily with a lot more, um, you know, goals than he ended up getting. He got two. He could have had like four or five if everything kind of bounced his way. So uh, Cooley with a really strong preseason. And as far as what he did last year, he's with the Wolfpack, 69 games, 25 goals, 20 assists, 45 points. I uh, was a plus 10 and then a goal and two assists in nine playoff games where he was also a minus two. Uh, you guys will also remember had a brief run with the Rangers last year, four games, uh, no points was a, also a minus two and got into two fights. And if I'm not mistaken. I think he won both of them, or at least uh, was very competitive in both fights. And uh, obviously the big thing there, it's not so much whether you win them or not. I mean, I'm sure it's nice to win a, a, an NHL fight rather than lose it. I'm sure. That feels a lot better, but uh, the big thing for me is just showing the willingness to do that and to stand up for his teammates. And I'm sure that made a favorable impression on all the Ranger players and the coaching staff as well. As far as like what kind of a role we can expect from Will Cooley and how they're going to slot him in at the uh, the start of the season here. Uh, again, I'm not completely against the idea of him starting on the fourth line. It's not my personal choice. I would like to see him out there on the third line, but let me just present the reasons why if the Rangers start him on the fourth line, which is possible. I don't think that's what they'll do, but it is possible opening night, first couple of games, he's a fourth liner. Here's why we shouldn't lose our minds uh, if that happens. First of all, he plays a very physical game and he wouldn't be out of place playing a fourth liner style early in his NHL career. Uh, secondly, he is a former third round pick. It's not like this is a former uh, you know, first overall pick, second overall pick, third overall pick, where you know you're really gonna stifle their development and you're expecting like point per game production. I mean, Will Cooley could become that player, it's at least possible. Um, but third round picks, I mean, for the most part, you're not looking at somebody that's gonna be point per game, and obviously, uh, there are exceptions to that over the years and all the different draft classes, but again, you're not stifling uh the development of a Connor McDavid or a Sidney Crosby or an Alex Ovechkin, one of these guys that like went first overall, you know, Will Cooley, um, he's got some offensive prowess for sure, but also a very physical player. So I don't think it's like an absolute must to, uh, you know, keep him away from the fourth line. Again, my preference is the third line, but the fourth line uh, I think would be acceptable. And I, again, I just don't think we have to lose our minds if he does start on the fourth line. The other thing is if he, starts on the fourth line, you're kind of, you know, easing him into it. I mean, you know, he, he played a handful of games last season, but um, you're not putting too much on his plate right from the get-go. And I like the idea of a player um, kind of climbing the depth chart over time rather than sliding down it. And, you know, you start him on the second line. You know, some people want him out there with Panarin or whatever it might be. Um, you know, if he doesn't deliver right away, he's going to be going down the lineup. You know, putting him on the fourth line, he can work his way up over time. Uh, once again, having said all that, I do prefer Cooley on the third line. I wanted to make the case for both, but third line is my uh, my preference. If we assume that everybody is going to be healthy, uh, then it's not like there's anybody that, like, Cooley would be taking their spot and, oh, man, you know, somebody that drops down to the fourth line is like, oh, that guy has to be in a top nine role. Like, think of the fourth liners that would be on this team uh, if Will Cooley is on the third line. You got to figure it's going to be Bonino, it's going to be Goodrow, and it's going to be one or the other between VZ and Pitlick. Uh, you know, maybe those guys at times can play top nine. I mean, it's fine. We've seen all of them do it at one time or another uh, throughout their career. But do any of them have to be in the top line or the top top nine rather? Uh, no, absolutely not. So Cooley, by putting him in the top nine, he's not really taking anybody's uh, spot. And if you're going to make this bold of a decision to, to run with Will Cooley here and um, give him this roster spot against all odds, then might as well just roll with it. You know, give him some significant ice time. I think third line is a good place for him to start. And if he delivers, if he outperforms some people that are in front of him, uh, once again, you can always move him up the lineup uh, as time goes by here and the season, uh, you know, develops. 
Um, what else did I want to talk about here as far as Cooley? So I, I wanted to mention this too, because you know, I see people saying that like, oh man, the Rangers, you know, they're, they're, they're too old now. And why did they bring in all these veterans? All the veterans that the Rangers brought in are guys on one-year contracts who are not expected to be superstar players. You've got Bonino, who's older. He's 35. Pitlick's not that old, but he's like 31. Um, you've got Jonathan Quick, obviously 37. He's the backup goalie. Blake Wheeler's 37, but just a shade over the league minimum for Blake Wheeler. I don't see how you can say no to that. But I think it's okay, and I think the Rangers are in a good spot as far as a mix of veterans and young guys. You've got the kid line, and pretty soon, the kid line, we're not going to be able to call them that anymore because not only are they getting older, but you're going to have guys like Cooley on this roster. Eventually, Brent Offman is going to be there. They're going to be younger than the kid line of Hito Lafreniere and Kako. So that nickname is either going to have to be passed on to Offman and Cooley and whoever else or just retired altogether. But again, I like the uh, construction of this team as it pertains to having some vets, having some uh, some young guys and some guys that are right there in the middle. You know, a lot of the Ranger star players and their highest paid players, you know, late 20s, early 30s, somewhere in that area. Um, and there's people talking about like, oh, they missed their window. I mean, who among this Ranger core is old? Kreider is probably the, he is the oldest as, as far as like the star players are concerned. And he's 32. So uh, the Rangers are gonna have a couple more cracks at it. And like I said, you know, you put Cooley there, gives you uh, some, some youthful exuberance into the lineup. And again, just like the mix of the veterans and the young guys uh, that this team has. I also want to point this out. If anybody's wondering, uh, you know, what might happen if say Will Cooley struggles in the NHL and, you know, the Rangers give him some time, but 10, 15 games into the season, uh, he just doesn't quite have it yet. He's not playing all that well. And you decide that, okay, he could use some more seasoning in the AHL. Can you then send him down uh, without him being exposed to waivers? The answer to that question is yes. Uh, that will be the case for the foreseeable future. So there's a lot of factors that determine uh, how many games you have to play in the NHL before you are no longer waiver exempt. Um, basically, uh, the earlier you sign your entry-level contract, the more NHL games that you can play before you stop being waiver exempt. And going by a chart that I was able to find as far as you know waiver exemptions and whatnot, uh, my understanding is that because Will Cooley uh, signed his ELC when he was 19 years old, he will remain waiver exempt until he plays 160 NHL games or after he plays four seasons in the NHL, whichever one of those two things comes first. So either way, it's going to take a while for Will Cooley to hit either one of those milestones. And um, yeah, if he struggles, you can always make that move. You can always send him back down. Okay, let's have him uh, build himself back up, put him on the top line with the Wolf Pack. Uh, let him, you know, produce some points, do his thing down there, be one of the best players on the ice. And then when he's ready, you call him back up. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully he just hits the ground running with the Rangers and uh, never looks back, never plays another game for the Hartford Wolfpack. Um, but that move is there. It's in the Rangers' back pocket if they feel like they need to do it uh, at one time or another. And then finally, as far as the Will Cooley situation and uh, him making the team, I'd like to also give the Rangers a little bit of credit too. Uh, sometimes teams can be stubborn. You know, they go into training camp in the preseason with an idea of, okay, this guy's going to make the team and that guy's going to be in that role. And this guy's going to be over here. And uh, this guy's going to start the season in the minors, no matter what he does in the preseason. Um, the Rangers didn't do that. And they, they tend not to do that. Uh, we have seen many examples and, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we've seen many examples of the Rangers uh, rolling with some of their young prospects uh, earlier as opposed to later, you know, guys like, uh, you think about the defenseman, Keandre Miller comes to mind. He was a surprise opening night roster member uh, a couple of years ago, back when he made his debut, I think three years ago now at this point, Braden Schneider, not last year, but the year before being called up mid season. He was very young uh, when that happened. Obviously Kako and Lafreniere skipped the AHL altogether. 
Filipino was either, I think he was 18, but he, he couldn't have been older than 19 when he made his NHL debut. So they will, if you do your thing in training camp in the preseason and or with the Hartford Wolfpack, if you don't make the team out of camp, the Rangers will give you your chance uh, if you earn it. So uh, again, that's another example of this here. I get the feeling going into camp, they weren't expecting Will Cooley to be on the opening night roster, but he played very well. He was hungry. He wanted it. He went out and he earned it. And the Rangers reward him once again with an opening night roster spot. I'm going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to go ahead and uh, turn our attention to Brent Othman. I know there were some Ranger fans who really wanted to see him start the season with the Rangers as well. I think they made the right decision starting him with the Hartford Wolfpack. We'll talk about that in a second. Also going to talk about Johnny Brodzinski, Ben Harper, each clearing waivers. We're going to do all that good stuff in just a second here. But first... Gotta let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL season is finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again? I love the NHL, and I know you do too. That's why I want to tell you all about Sleeper. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy the NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with star players like McDavid, Ovechkin, Panarin, and McCarr, or stars from all around the league. Simply select more or less based on their stats such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. Yes, you heard me, Ranger fans. Sleeper offers 100 times payouts, so start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. I uh, just want to thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for the everydayers, definitely stick around. we got a couple of guests lined up for you guys this upcoming week. Uh, very much looking forward to that. And, hey, I mean, we're less than a week away from uh, New York Ranger hockey starting. So if you're not excited about that, I mean, check your polls. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing this team get back to it, especially after what was obviously a disappointing season this past year. Hopefully this team comes back with a vengeance. But right now, uh, let's go ahead and shift our attention to Brent Offman. Uh, he heads to the Hartford Wolfpack. He will be making his Wolfpack debut when they start their season. Offman, obviously a former first-round pick by the Rangers, 20 years old. Again, I know there were some Ranger fans that really wanted to see him break camp with this team. And, you know, again, there, there's people that want to throw him out there on Panarin's line. And, you know, when the time comes and when they decide that Brent Offman is ready and he gets the call up, if he plays well enough, uh, yeah, I, I think that could be a lot of fun, him being out there on the on the same line as Artemi Panarin. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And for right now, like I said, I do think it's the right decision to have Othman uh, begin the season with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, there were some preseason games here. And again, he played five games. Uh, him and Will Cooley, the only two Rangers to play five games in this preseason. Some of those games, he really stood out, you know, played very physical, uh, you know, got on the score sheet a couple of times as well. There were some other games, namely these last two, where I don't think he was quite as noticeable. And if you want to just go through his preseason stats real quick, five games, two goals. He was a plus four, six shots on goal during that time. And the OHL stats, I mean, we've gone over these in the past, but I think it's worth taking a look at again because they're just ridiculous. Uh, this past year, 56 games between the Flint Firebirds and the Peterborough Peets, once again, of the OHL. 29 goals, 38 assists. So he had 67 points in 56 games. Uh, then in the playoffs, eight goals and 17 assists 
in 23 games. So he's a heck of a player. And the year before that, 97 points in 66 games. Just wild video game-like stuff. And somebody that I think has a bright future in this league. Uh, as far as him versus Cooley, again, it just made more sense to me for Cooley to be the guy uh, that gets this opportunity first before often. Once again, we saw Cooley play mostly the entire year last year with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, we also saw uh, Cooley, you know, play four games with the New York Rangers. Um, and so he's obviously gotten some pro hockey experience under his belt. So he's kind of got the inside track. Brian Hoffman has not played any pro hockey. He's been in the OHL, but I think, you know, starting the season with the Wolfpack, that's the way to go. If he goes and he absolutely just rips it up in the AHL and there's nothing left for him to do, then by all means, call him up sooner rather than later. But I'll feel a little bit better. We've seen uh, some Ranger forwards get fast tracked to the NHL. As I mentioned earlier, mixed results when it comes to that. The Rangers kind of rushing guys. Uh, it seems like. They do better, like like if they rush a defenseman to the NHL, it seems to work better than when they rush a forward to the NHL. I, I think recent history will kind of tell you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, often let him do his thing in the AHL. Let him hopefully be the star player there uh, on the top line, the whole nine yards. Uh, he can be a heck of a player there and obviously build his confidence. And eventually, uh, when the time is right, you, you give him that call, whether that's an injury to somebody on the Rangers, whether that's somebody not playing well on the Rangers, whether that's, uh, you know, the team just needing a spark, whatever it might be, I think sooner or later you will see Brian Offen with this New York Ranger team uh, at, at some point this season. And as far as him versus Cooley, Cooley's more ready now. I, I think maybe Offen has a little bit more long-term upside. But either way, you know, Ranger fans should be excited about both these players. You've got other prospects. I mean, they're not ready for the NHL yet, but you've got uh, Adam Sakura, You've got Gabe Perot, two high draft picks from the last couple of years here. Very skilled players. And that's why, like, when people, Ranger fans will sometimes say, like, oh, man, there, there's nothing in the, the pipeline. They don't have any prospects. You sure about that? I mean, th these are four forwards that are very talented and have put up uh, big-time numbers in the various leagues that they've played in. So uh, I wouldn't be uh, too quick to count out the Rangers' farm system right now. I think there's uh, some good players on the way, specifically when it comes to forwards. But like I said, err on the side of caution. I'd rather Brandon often spend uh, a little bit more time than is necessary in the AHL rather than rush him to the NHL and get him here too early. His head's spinning. He's an ineffective player, and you end up having to send him right back down anyway. So let him build his confidence in the AHL. And uh, Brian Offen, we will see you a little bit later this season. Uh, also want to talk about Johnny Brodzinski and Ben Harper. The two of them were placed on waivers, and I was keeping my fingers crossed that they would get through. Uh, they both did. I, I like both of these players. Again, not superstars, but anytime Johnny Brodzinski is up with the Rangers, it seems like uh, you know he plays very hard. He's got an element of speed. Uh, he's not afraid to shoot the puck. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of shots on goal per game, but per minute on the ice, he certainly does. So that's nice to see. Um, you know, he can kill some penalties for you. We even saw him on the Panarin line uh, for a very brief time last year. It was only like a game or two tops. Um, but, you know, he, he's somebody that can come up here and certainly not hurt you. Uh, not a superstar player, but not hurt you if he's in the lineup. And the other thing, too, um, with Johnny Brodzinski, he's the captain of the Hartford Wolfpack. I think they like him in that role. Uh, they think he's a good influence on some of the young players down there. So... Let him do that. I'm glad he made it through waivers. I'm glad the Hartford Wolfpack did not lose their captain. And again, if there's a situation later this year where the Rangers need to call him up, you know, you, you need a veteran, whatever the case might be, uh, Johnny Brodzinski will be there. Um, we'll see. I mean, I know more people are going to want often than Brodzinski, but I like Brodzinski, somebody with some NHL experience, somebody that's a good leader for the AHL team. I'm glad he's still here in the organization. As for Ben Harper, I mean, to me, it's just kind of a feel-good and interesting story because... He was pretty much left for dead. He took a PTO with the Hartford Wolfpack 
this past season. Wasn't even a guarantee to make the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, he made the team, played well there, basically just kind of worked his way up the ranks, um, was able to claim that sixth defenseman spot last year for the Rangers when neither Libor Hayek nor Zach Jones could, and they kind of just ran with him for a while. Now, obviously, uh, the trade for Tarasenko and Mikola, that pushed Harper out of the lineup. Um, and right now, just kind of a numbers thing, because they want Gustafson, I would imagine, to be the sixth defenseman on opening night. You've got Zach Jones. You can't send him down to the minors. They're not going to risk putting him on waivers right now because there's a decent chance he would be claimed. So Harper, just kind of the odd man out. It's not really anything that he did wrong, um, but he gets through waivers and uh, still has two years left on his contract. Just a big physical defenseman and somebody that watches out for his teammates. So for all those reasons, I like Brodzinski. I like Harper. I'm glad they're both still here. And again, you can call them back up on an as-needed basis. Um, but, you know, the, the thing with Cooley, he had to make it, like you couldn't let your fear of losing Brodzinski on waivers make you you know, not have Will Cooley on this opening night roster after he clearly earned a position. And that's nothing against Brodzinski. He had a nice preseason too. But man, Will Cooley going out there, kicking the door down. And obviously the Rangers have big plans for him, former third round pick, and he's here. And like I said, hopefully he just hits the ground running and, and never plays another game for the Hartford Wolfpack. Um, yeah, again, I'm glad those two players made it through waivers. Um, also very curious to see if the Rangers end up claiming anyone on waivers from some other team, uh, as of this recording, they have not done so, but we'll obviously keep our eye on that, uh, going forward here. I'm uh, going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, one of the last, seemingly one of the last position battles, uh, for opening night, Jimmy Vesey or Tyler Pitlick, who is the 12th forward? Who will the Rangers go with? Who should they go with? And, uh, how will that situation play out over the course of this season? Uh, we'll get to all that stuff in just a second. First, though, got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, uh, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, let's go ahead keep everything rolling here. I want to kind of wrap up today's episode by talking a little bit about uh, VZ versus Pitlick. Also going to take a look at the two power play units for the Rangers. I'm going to do my picks for who I think, uh, which players should make up those two units and just kind of give my reasoning there. Uh, first, though, VZ versus Pitlick. So, you know, kind of a ripple effect of Will Cooley making this team is that it's probably going to squeeze. I mean, it either has to be VZ or Pitlick out of the lineup. I can't imagine it would be anybody else. I uh, got to think Bonino is going to be in there. I know some people are all over Lafreniere and they want to trade him and do this and do that. Lafreniere is going to be out there on opening night. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those two that's going to be odd man out. Um, let, let me just say real quick, too, I would not 100% rule out the possibility of Will Cooley perhaps being a healthy scratch on opening night. I would not do this. I would not be in favor of this. I would not like this, and I don't think it's what the Rangers will end up doing, but I would leave that door just cracked. You know, maybe there's a situation where 
Laviolette just wants to give a nod to the two veterans kind of out of respect. And uh, Will Cooley can watch the first game from the press box and work his way into the lineup in due time, likely as soon as the second game. That That's a remote possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, but I'll at least toss it out there as, as being a possibility. I, I think Will Cooley's going to be out there on the third line on opening night. As far as VZ versus Pitlick could really go either way. Uh, coming into training camp, I would have said that I think Jimmy VZ would probably be the 12th forward. Tyler Pillick would probably be your healthy scratch. I think I would still kind of lean that way. Obviously, I've seen more of Jimmy VZ over the years than Tyler Pitlick. Um, but to me, you know, Jimmy VZ had a solid season for the Rangers last year. Uh, not a superstar player or anything like that, but a good penalty killer, a uh, gritty player. He'll get in your face, a good defensive forward, and uh, somebody that seems to be very well liked in the locker room as well. Uh, has Pitlick done enough this preseason to kind of unseat Jimmy VZ? I'm not so sure he has. Although by that same token, you got new coaching staff. So nobody really needs to unseat anybody. You know, it's kind of an open competition for that job. And again, you could make a case uh, for either one of them. Uh, also of note here, Jimmy Vesey can play left wing or right wing. Pitlick plays mostly right wing, can also play some center. I don't think the Rangers would ever really need him at center. They have a lot of centers. Um, you know, for me, it should still be Jimmy Vesey, but I've kind of just been picking up some things, picking up on some things uh, during the preseason and training camp. It feels like in the mind of LaViolette and maybe in the Ranger coaching staff that Pitlick just barely is a little bit ahead of Jimmy Vesey. And part of the reason for that, um, you just look at the line combinations the team has rolled with preseason training camp, the whole nine yards. It seems like Tyler Pitlick is being given bigger roles and perhaps even a little bit more opportunity than Jimmy Vesey, at least thus far. And when you look at practice, uh, the line combinations from earlier today, and by the way, Lafreniere missed today's practice. He's day to day with an upper body injury. Um, but you know, obviously, uh, he's going to be in the mix. Uh, but you know, you got a top line left to right of Kreider, Mika Kako, uh, second line of Panarin, Heedle, and Cooley, third line of VZ, Trocek, and Wheeler, fourth line of Goodrow, Bonino, and Pitlick. Now, at first glance, you see that Jimmy VZ is ahead of Tyler Pitlick in the depth chart. He's on the third line, Pitlick's on the fourth line. And you think, like, okay, maybe, v maybe VZ's got the inside track here after all. But then you think about it, and Lafreniere was out of practice. Cooley was on the second line right wing. That's probably Lafreniere's spot when he's healthy. That probably would move Will Cooley down to third line left wing, and that's where Jimmy Vesey is. And then the fourth line is Goodrow, Bonino, Pitlick, which might be, they might be purposely leaving that line intact because that's going to be the fourth line on opening night, and Jimmy Vesey will be the odd man out. So if I'm making a prediction, I think Pitlick gets the call and not Jimmy Vesey. Vesey's a healthy scratch on opening night. My personal preference, I would do the exact opposite. I would have Jimmy Vesey out there as uh, kind of the 12th forward and Tyler Pitlick uh, as the healthy scratch. And look, whoever it is, none of them should be a healthy scratch for like 10 or 12 straight games. You can always rotate a little bit. You can, uh, you know, move VZ and Pitlick in and out of the lineup. And hey, whoever plays better, and if the Rangers start winning, that's your guy. That's your 12th forward, uh, you know, going into the season. Um, the only other thing I want to mention here, the power play units. So these are my personal picks. It's not necessarily what I'm predicting is going to happen. It's just my personal picks for what I'd like to see as far as the Ranger power play units are concerned to start the season. For the top power play, I'm going Panarin, I'm going Mika, I'm going Kreider, I'm going Fox, and I'm going Philip Hedel in place of Vincent Trocek. So to kind of break this thing down, a couple of uh, talking points from this unit that I want to go with here. I would actually go with our Timmy Panarin on the left side and Mika Zibanejad on the right side. Now, you might hear that and think like, well, Mika Zibanejad, why would you not want him on the left side? He can just, you know, bombs away with those one-timers. He, he can rip slap shots with the best of them. That's just it, though. The Rangers, 
in this preseason and at times last season as well. And by the way, the Rangers went one for 21, I believe it was, on the power play uh, this preseason. It feels like they've become too set on just feeding the puck to Mika Zibanejad and living and dying by his one-timers. Now, of course, Mika Zibanejad has an awesome shot. So, yeah, you should work that into your power play in one way or another. But, you know, when you've got Chris Kreider as a net front presence and you've got Panarin who can do it all and create something out of nothing and make all these ridiculous passes, you've got Adam Fox who's a great passer as well. Um, you've got, you know, Philip Heels out there. Obviously, he can shoot the puck. Um, there's just too many threats and too many options to continue to just go to that same well of trying to feed Mika's advantage one-timers. And if you put Panera on the left side and Mika on the right side, you know, you can still get Mika some one-timers, obviously, but it just kind of makes you, it makes you step out of your comfort zone a little bit. It makes you try some other things. Uh, I think the power play becomes a little bit more instinctive, a little bit more free, free flowing rather than just feed Mika for a one-timer, feed Mika for a one-timer, feed Mika for a one-timer. Let's mix, mix things up a little bit. And on top of that, Panera on the left side, I think that's where he's at his best too. So you can always go back. You can always flip-flop it in the middle of the season or whatever, but teams are starting to really key on that Mika Zibanejad one-timer. Uh, we saw, I think it was the Devils have a breakaway because they anticipated that pass. Panera tried to make the pass to Mika uh, for the one-timer and they knew it was coming and they stole the puck and they went in on a breakaway, did not score. But teams are all over that right now. So to me, let's mix it up a little bit. Panarin on the left side, Mika on the right side. As for Philip Hedl on the top unit over Vincent Trocek, part of this for me, honestly, is let's just give this a shot. Obviously, Hedl coming off of a strong season, uh, his best season in the NHL. This is a way to just continue to bolster his confidence and give him more opportunities and make him hopefully become the player that the Rangers ultimately want him to be. He still has some upside, and I think uh, his best season is probably about to happen right now. I think he'll top this season, what he did last season, and a way to do that and just kind of, you know, force that to happen is to put him on the top unit. Second unit, we're going to go Trocek, Wheeler, Kako, Lafreniere, and Gustafson. So if we put Hedl on the top unit, as we've done here, then Trocek is kind of the odd man out as far as that quintet is concerned. Uh, we still want him on the power play, though, and we can put him here on the second power play. And the reason I like this is now you have a top power play unit where Mika Zibanejad can take face-offs. Mika's, you know, solid on face-offs. He's about 50% for his career, has gotten better as the years have gone on. And now you've got Trocek taking face-offs on the second power play unit instead of Philip Heal doing it. And Trocek was like 57% win percentage on the face-offs last year. That was a weird way to say it, but I think you get the idea. Um, and Philip Heal was like around 40%. That's a big difference. And you always want to win face-offs. Peter Laviolette recently talked about uh, he, he puts a lot of stock into winning face-offs. When you're on the power play or shorthanded for that matter, it just becomes that much more important. So uh, to me, I like Trocek taking face-offs here on the second unit. Uh, and this is one way to make sure that that happens. Um, the other thing too you, that might've stood out here, I'm going Gustafson over both Miller and Truba as far as the second power play unit is concerned. Rangers have a lot of options when it comes to offensive forwards and guys that can play on the power play. But Gustafson has looked really good in this preseason. Uh, the Rangers right now are learning a new system. Apparently, Gustafson was helping Zach Jones with some things in practice a little bit earlier today. So that's nice to hear that he's obviously being a good teammate with the guy he's competing for a position with. Uh, so that's obviously very cool. Um, but, you know, again, Rangers are going through a learning curve right now. They're trying to learn a new system. Eric Gustafson, very, very familiar. I mean, it was just one year, but still very familiar. More familiarity with LaViolette than anybody else on this Ranger team. So take advantage of that. Um, let him do one of the things that's one of his strengths, being a quarterback on the power play. 
And uh, yeah, you know, Miller and Truba, you can uh, use them. Obviously, they're going to play a lot 5v5, and you can also go to them quite a bit on the penalty kill as well. And you can always make changes there. I'm sure at some point we'll see Miller on one of the power plays. Truba sooner or later, I'm sure he'll get a chance. Um, but right now, I'm going with Gustafson as a defenseman um, on that second unit there. Um, the only other debate here, Lafreniere or Cooley on this power play. I, I thought about going Cooley over Lafreniere, but I don't want Ranger Twitter to riot, so we'll go with Lafreniere. Now, the real reason, look, Lafreniere, not an impressive preseason. A lot of Rangers did not have impressive preseasons. We're not going to leave him for dead. Uh, he is the former first overall pick. He has shown flashes here and there. And if you want to get him going, you got to give him some opportunities. And with Will Cooley, you know, again, he's about to play his fifth career NHL game. Let's not put too much on his plate right off the bat. These things are always subject to change. But for right now, Lafreniere makes the cut as far as being out there on the second power play unit. Uh, figure we could pretty much call it there. Uh, we are... About 24 hours, almost on the dot away from our fantasy hockey draft for Locked On New York Rangers. So uh, anybody that's in the league, the draft is at uh, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Reach out to me if you have any questions, uh, and we will have a lot of fun, talk some hockey, and uh, draft our teams for this upcoming season. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is locked on nyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.